Hey everybody, in this episode we do an NFT market weekly news recap. So we recap some of the stories of the week. Specifically this week, we talk about a board ape performing on the Tomorrowland main stage with an ape mask slash helmet. We talk about the ApeCoin update regarding staking, Quentin Tarantino versus Miramax over Pulp Fiction NFTs, Biggie Smalls estate releasing an NFT, Cool Cats teasing new characters to their ecosystem, V Friends funding round led by A16Z and Pranksy's call out of pack on Twitter. As usual, this content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. In this video, video, we are discussing the news stories of the week in the NFT space. Uh, as usual, nothing in this video is financial advice. We are not financial advisors. The NFT space is incredibly risky, so always do your own research. And as usual, if you enjoy the content, make sure that you hit the like button and smash the subscribe button. Shout out to our sponsor, FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. If you spend over $200 on a cryptocurrency, asset of your choice. You'll get 20 bucks plopped into your account for free in that asset uh, if you use our code. So make sure that you definitely check that out. Gentlemen, we have the news roundup. So we're going to be covering seven of the news stories from this week in the NFT space. We will be spending about three minutes on each story. Then we will give our general thoughts on how the week in NFTs was and a little bit about where we're at in the markets from a technical perspective, the crypto markets and, and the NFT markets in general. So, you know, kicking things off, I'm here with Nifty Nick. King Kicks, and of course, Ben Jammin. Really excited to dive in. We're going off a lot of stories that uh, Ben has been curating and reporting with his uh, you know, news account, the NFT Soapbox. First story is from Ape Rave Club. A bored ape was DJing on the Tomorrowland main stage. So Tomorrowland, massive, massive electronic music festival in Europe. Um, you know, my initial thoughts are this feels like, you know, that DJ Marshmallow wearing, uh, you know, that kind of like uh, mask thing that he wears. It's like it makes you a character, makes you anonymous. Um, I think it's good exposure for Board Ape Yacht Club. I don't really see how this could be bad. It gets people talking about it. It gets people more familiar with the IP and maybe even turns some people's get some people's gears turning on how they could leverage the IP. Uh, but I'd love to know what you guys think of it. Maybe let's uh, let's start with Nick. Nick, what are your thoughts? Well, I already know who the person is that's under that mask. Um, but also, uh, I when I saw this, well, it wasn't surprising when I found out who it was uh, because I was never really a huge fan of theirs. Um, it wasn't like my favorite DJ set. I actually have Tomorrowland playing in the background on weekends while I'm like sitting working at my computer for like a couple of hours. I've just been enjoying watching it and I subscribed to that channel. Uh, I didn't, it, it also just felt, it felt kind of cringe primarily because I don't think most of the people there give two shits about like the ape and I'm just like, oh, okay, I, I like it. And then I also don't at the same time. I don't know. I feel completely conflicted. Kicks. Um, I did have never been to Tomorrowland. I have been to Tomorrow World though, which takes place in Georgia. Absolute rager. Um, I think this is pretty cool. Um, if you're a board API club holder, you know the 
I, I think a huge percentage of the price appreciation has been the cultural adoption. And uh, yeah, if you're getting like, uh, I mean, look at that crowd. I mean, that definitely looks like a headliner to me. So if you got a headliner main uh, stage, you know, after an early yeah. afternoon, though, hot day, mm, it, it wasn't the looks biggest like, crowd. Yeah, it looks like they got some uh, air fans spraying water mist, though. So everyone's having a good time. Uh, I think it's the, win. these are all people in the back, right? That yes. Those are all humans. I would hope yeah, so. on the gra on the grassy area. I went and watched a, a vlog version of it uh, and it was pretty interesting to see. Ben, what, well, what, what do you think? I would, Nick, I would say I agree that it, it could be portrayed as cringe if they actually knew what it was. But I think the fact that they don't, it probably makes it, you know, more palatable because they have no um, preconceived biases about it. Um, but you know, th this, this really isn't my kind of scene, but you know, it, the exposure is something that I'm, I'm always harping on and, and, you know, mass adoption is going to come from the most people finding out about it and a small percentage of them actually wanting to know what it is. And, um, yeah, like you said, it was kind of like the marshmallow performer and, and similar, uh, uh, situation. Steve Aoki at one point was like showing off his NFTs when he was doing performances and we we know he's a lot more public about this stuff i don't even really know who this guy is but it's great to see and and obviously i have a, a pretty big yuga bias but yeah um, i'm always for adoption um and and most of the time it is it, excuse me it is pretty cringe um so in, in this case i think that um it's just something that you know people getting eyes on it is never going to be a bad thing as I'm about to show you my painting with my giant ape <laughs> go ahead. Um, I mean, that looks amazing, especially with the plant. I just feel yeah. like I'm in, the, I'm in the garden of ape Eden when I look at your backdrop, Nick. We'll so get, moving we'll on to, to the that. Yeah, moving on to the next story. Uh, ApeCoin. So an official announcement came out from ApeCoin, which, of course, is the official token of Board Ape Yacht Club uh, that allegedly is going to be used to only purchase things within the Board Ape ecosystem. We've seen it used to purchase merch. We've seen it used to purchase other deed uh, land, so some digital assets. And it looks as though uh, they are going to be, excuse me, introducing staking. So, you know, my thoughts are people seem to like staking. People seem to still believe in DeFi dis despite many Ponzi's coming into play. And I do uh, believe that there will be a legitimate use case outside of just Ponzi schemes for DeFi. Um, so I think that, yeah, this is good. I mean, it's a brand name. It's kind of the official token of the NFT space in many ways, uh, or at least the one that I have the most confidence in. I can't really think of what I'd have more confidence in than this one. So I think that them introducing staking is cool. I own, I don't know how much, uh, you know, how much uh, ApeCoin, but anyway, we can kind of go around. Uh, Nifty Nick, why don't we start with you? Random order, same same direction. I rolled the dice properly here. Uh, ApeCoin. Um, uh, ApeCoin, I, man, I'm, I'm not, this is, I don't really care, actually, because uh, I'm not going to participate in the DAO. Uh, like, I just want price go up. So, like, does this make price go up? That's, like, my biggest concern about uh, this coin at this point. Um, so that, that's my general thought. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at with this. Okay, no, that, that's all. Just you don't you don't care. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I read the I read the update. I saw it earlier, and I read the the piece they're talking about staking. Like, wh what do I get for staking? I get to vote on things. Like the um, I, who gives a shit? 
Like what if if I got if I got to vote on a the, the future of Ethereum, I wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about, you know? Like I'd be like, "Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think that uh your sharding is really technically effective. <laughs> I think this is a dumb thing. You guys are clearly some idiots." Like what and and does my vote matter? Like I don't own a large Everybody's portion. vote counts. I saw, I saw a comment that was on there which said uh, that basically, and I'm going way over here. Uh, I gave you my, sh- my hot take, but uh, the, okay. I saw a comment, if you scroll right down under that, under the story, um, was talking about how the biggest holders are basically going to have outsized influence over this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Okay, that wasn't the comment. But anyways, uh, uh, Animoca brands would have like just massive voting voting controls what the concern was all righty kicks any thoughts um yeah so do do we know i i'm, I'm quickly right here looking at aip 21 uh what are the benefits of staking you get more apparently you get, yeah i guess they're giving yield on the token yeah, so uh, Kobe... Uh, okay, I was I completely think, wrong, according to the comments. So discard everything I just said. Go ahead. <laughs> I think Kobe uh, wrote, like, a pretty good piece on, like, you know, the whole, like, concept of staking. But, like, the whole the whole concept of staking is, like, essentially kind of, like, a, uh, a form of bribery. And it has no, like... It has, like, no actual, like, real value. Meaning that, like, like actually providing real value would be, like, you know, like, LPing. So you're taking an inherent risk uh, by, like, providing ApeCoin and USDC. And you get, like, a yield off of that to, like, offset your, uh, you know, risk. But you're functionally doing something. Versus if you're just staking a coin to earn more of a coin, it's pretty much just, like, bribery to not sell your coin right away. Um, having said that, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a terrible thing. It's just like not really like a long-term like effective thing. There's no real uh, beneficial outcome that happens long-term. But short-term, it just means that at least like if there's, it can be a stopgap until you actually have something to spend or use ApeCoin on. You can just say, okay, like lock it away. We'll give you a little bit of interest and you can actually spend it on some things. Um, but uh, just be careful if they time up the staking with like big unlocks because then be like, yeah, stake it. And then uh, our investors are going to dump on your ass. Ben? Well, of course, I like to start off that I always have a, a pretty big eight bias. But in general, the one of the things that stuck out to me just, you know, was when they announced this is coming. So in August. So um, it's something that's going to be coming within the next couple months. And I mean, the, the benefit to staking is getting more of the coins and having a, a wider distribution. I mean, th- th- there obviously is downside that people can get more of them who have more and there's a little bit of a compounding effect. But Nick, I agree with you. I pretty much think the the current iteration of DAOs is, is essentially useless. And I don't want to have any participation in governance. I usually delegate my votes to people who are going to pay attention on a, a, a lot, you know, in a lot more detail than I will. But I'll say it, it's not necessarily the getting more ApeCoin that matters here. It's the, you know, what you can eventually do with the ApeCoin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- there's always going to be a buy the rumor, sell the news when it, there's something with, you know, a coin happening. There'll be a little bit of a pump leading into it. And then, you know, there's going to be a little bit of dilution over time, which could send the price back down, you know, relative to where it is at the time. But, you know, 
accumulating more of these tokens, not for not to vote with things personally that, that I see it is to, you know, use the other side ecosystem that I'm very bullish on, which will be entirely run by ApeCoin. So that, I hope they the have a super have. granular staking for you guys, Ben, where it's like, should we put this merchant shop at this longitude and latitude? And everyone has to vote whether it goes like specifically. Oh, the you guys are just you guys are voting like 30 times a day just, you know, with other deeds related things. There's going to be people who have no problem doing it. And that's the people that I'd <laughs> love to delegate my votes to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it just in general, you know, staking is a, a utility that's, you know, allowing you to lock up whatever assets that there are in this case, you're not locking in the contract, but you have to use assets. You have to own, um, a combination of, you know, apes, um, mutants, dogs, and then ape coin separately, but a combination thereof gives you different levels of how many you're going to get. So it's worth owning, one asset over the other compared to i think it just changes the cap right the cap of how much you can stake maybe i'm wrong oh if you yeah, own we had an and ape and caps. stuff yeah so there's 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 four different pools let's go and you know if you have if you have an ape um an ape coin you're in one pool if you have a mutant and an ape coin you're in another pool i i might be mis misremembering this but i i can look further into it again but yeah there, there's different levels depending on what assets you own. And then if you only own ape coin, there's like a public pool. You're going to basically get those like Berkshire Hathaway preferred shares, you know, Dude, mm -hmm. let's go. The and I got, the whole, I got the whole collection. If the Ponzi unwides, you guys actually get unlocked. You guys just get unlocked out of the flip. It's like, get out of there four days. Actually, <laughs> get yeah, out we, of there. we get out first and we get to dump on exactly, everybody else. Exactly. You have like an emergency <laughs> unlock function, but it's only for PAYC stakes. <laughs> Well, there you go. And one last thought is that uh, at least, you know, it's not a rug pull uh, like a lot of the DeFi things that we've seen. It is Yuga Labs. They're a billion dollar organization. Their round was led by Andreessen Horowitz. They are a legitimate business. So that makes you that should give you a little bit of comfort. Anyway, moving on. So Pulp Fiction NFT lawsuit. So the acclaimed film director, Quentin Tarantino, known for hits like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Inglorious Bastards, tried to actually see sell NFTs of deleted scenes from Pulp Fiction. Unbelievable idea, fantastic idea. I think we'll see it in the future for sure. The problem is in the legacy film industry, the studio owns all your shit. And so Miramax put a kibosh on the idea of him selling those NFTs right after he announced that he was going to be doing it. Kind of strange that he didn't get uh, the legal sign off because I feel like that would be like, you know, lawyer shit 101 to get that done beforehand. My thoughts are he ain't going to win the lawsuit. Uh, we can throw it over to Kix to start a, a different start here. Kix, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't really give a shit. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like it, what are we even talking about here? Pulp Fiction NFT. He like he's gonna NFTize the the movie, the deleted scenes from Pulp Fiction. So scenes that have are did not make the final cut. You can own. Uh, similar. It, it's a fine art play. It's not a utility play. It would be a fine art play similar to if you bought a one of one piece by DK Motion. Is what this would be. It sounds to me like Tarantino's just really bored. He's just like fuck it. Let's just get in a lawsuit with Miramax. Like I don't know what else. I'm not, I'm kind of bored writing scripts right now. Um, <laughs> because it just doesn't make sense to me. Just it's looking like, for something to do. 
Yeah, why? Well, like, why are you gonna buy the deleted scenes of Pulp Fiction? I mean, I guess that's actually. I mean, that could that Pulp Fiction is a big time collectibles uh, IP. Like, yeah, well, where the posters, they have the toy. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've seen the movie once or twice. You're, you're okay, not, I'm not like an alien that no, just came no, into saying, an American body. Collectors <laughs> buy Pulp Fiction shit is what I'm saying. We're, we're well, just I interrupting the, each other's opinions now. I see how this is going. I was, so here's my opinion. I'm just gonna go. No, let kicks finish. <laughs> I was gonna compare it to like. You know, what's the value of this? Like, you know, you're are you like buying like uh, the first tweet from Jack Dorsey? But actually, this does inherently have some more value because uh, because it, specifically because since it is deleted scenes, it could be something that like no one else can really have. And you have like the only copy of it. So I guess that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. All righty, uh, Ben. Yeah, I, I was. um I was looking at this and, and I was actually there when he made the announcement at NFT NYC last year. He came on stage and made like a surprise announcement about it and it got everyone pretty excited. And what he was saying is, um, you know, he basically had like handwritten scripts that he was going to digitize and sell. Um, so like stuff that's, you know, behind the scenes and things that you would never have access to otherwise. Uh, he was going to put, um, you know, accessibility behind Personally, I think that the ramifications about this lawsuit is is a lot bigger than, you know, just, you know, there being a lawsuit. It's about the actual intellectual property rights from Hollywood compared to the the creators. And this is what, you know, Web3 in a way is solving. But there's obviously still some lag here. Um, it's about the rights that Miramax granted to him and what he can do with them. And they did it in a way that he thinks that he has the the rights to use this um you know whatever he's selling in a way that he can because of the way that they gave him the rights but they excluded him from being able to do a, a lot of different things so it says under the agreements tarantino granted miramax all uh, all rights including all copyrights and trademarks in the film but when it comes to like books and interactive media and theatrical sequels and things like that there's there's different rules regarding what they actually gave so i think this is gonna set some precedents for the long term of nfts and people who are able to um use ip like you know when we talk about nickelodeon coming in with recur but you're not really getting the rights like you know what are the rights that we're allowed to have how does intellectual property fit in from web 2 to web 3 and this is such a big name that I think, you know, this is something that could actually make some real news. All right. Closing thoughts, Nick. Um, I'm not quite sure about this one. I think, uh, it, well, from what Ben was saying, uh, the, that's the main thing. It sounds like he believes that he owns the IP in a way that enables him to do this. That's something that I'm questionable about. Um, but I, I, I don't hate the uh, movie industry as a result of that. I don't think that it, it's that... NFTs are inherently disruptive. It just sounds like they may not have a, an agreement that was in place that accounted for this. And I think more importantly, yeah, the legal ramifications of this is really what's going to be interesting to see um, is is what what comes out of this. Primarily for, for to set like a standard case law essentially for uh, future holders of essentially what's old intellectual property in an environment where this didn't exist. My assumption is that the movie studios would win with this. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's only because this format did not exist at that point in time, but I love it as a collectible and I would actually buy a Pulp Fiction collectible cause I really like Pulp Fiction. So I don't care what kicks does. 
Yeah, I don't think that uh, he's going to win. I think that he's going to lose that lawsuit. And uh, that's just, I think that's just what's going to happen. Next story, Biggie Smalls Estate goes crypto with music license NFTs. The collaboration lets NFT holders vote on licensing, uh, licensing for one of the late rappers famed freestyle. So actually the same thing as our last story in the sense that it is someone from you know another art form, this time music instead of film, uh, and, and in this case, a dead artist, right? The estate of the artist releasing their content. The difference here, rather than saying they're going to release Ready to Die, his first album as an NFT, um, they're actually going to release some freestyle that no record label has their hands on. So they're taking actual IP. Maybe it's the one where he's on the New York street corner destroying a freestyle. That might be it. Um, I think it's cool. I think that you're going to see a lot more of this. I think you're going to start seeing estates of Jackson Pollock and the states of all these big name artists release some sort of NFT content, whether it's like a sketch or something else that maybe wouldn't have been sold the same way a canvas painting would be. Uh, so I think that this is just the beginning of stuff like that. That's my opinion. Uh, over to Ben. Kick things off. What do you think of this story? Uh, I think it's a really interesting one because it's it's you know the estate itself offering this and they're giving people rights that you know, they own, I guess they have, they have the right to give people the right. So it's not going to be any kind of fight about it where we saw, um, I think it was the Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Like they were, there was uh, something that happened where his estate was trying to do something, but the family didn't want him to, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think that there, there is the potential for a fight, but here it looks like it seems like everything's good to go. Um, but real quick, I just wanted to say that uh, th this news account here, NFT Soapbox, is is mine. And yeah. if you wanna if you wanna tag that account with stories that you guys feel are relevant, that could help out, you know, curating them throughout the week and uh, not give such a heavy ape bias with the stories and give us a little more things to talk about. Yeah, no worries, uh, Nick. So we met the guy who had organized this um, this uh, Biggie drop uh, at. Either it was an NFT Now event or the one that we went on Wednesday. I don't, I don't remember which, uh, which one it was. And uh, he had put this together. It had all sold to pre-sale, which was pretty frustrating. Um, if there was one that I wanted, Biggie definitely would uh, be an asset that I'd be interested in collecting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything other than that. Cool. Okay. Kicks? Um, so you're going to buy an NFT and you get, you you get a vote on licensing, or do you get the money from licensing? Looks like a vote. Yeah. So you you, you get a just vote where uh, people send other people money. Yeah. Spend your day thinking about that. Okay. So I'm gonna buy an NFT so that I have to like spend the time and energy so to tell like person B to send money to Biggie Small's estate. Like why the fuck do I want that NFT? You don't want to do that. If I'm getting the royalties, that's one thing, but then that's also probably a pretty clear-cut security. Um, but I don't know why I'm buying an NFT to be like, yeah, go, hey, uh, Biggie Smalls Estate, go put it in this uh, movie over here, and that, yeah, you'll probably make 500 grand. I hope I help you out there. Um, I don't know. Some of these things seem like cash grabs. Uh, I definitely think that there'll be more integrations that will make like a lot more sense going forward, but um, just uh, at face value, this one seems kind of weird to me. Unless the NFT holders are getting royalties. Yeah, it says that the any revenue made from sampling the freestyle goes directly back to the platform. 
So I'm not sure if that means the the collective of owners or if it means actually the the one of marketplace that benefits from it. And so I don't know if it's actually the holders themselves or if they're just helping to funnel money back to one of and maybe one of then rewarding them in some way. It seems a little convoluted, but. I would say the rain, uh, rain on the top will be short like leprechauns for this NFT. That's going to be my, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, that's what I'm going to think. Oh, Tough bars. Uh, I think that all these dead artists' estates will end up figuring out that it's best to just release it as a fine art NFT and not try to masquerade as if there's some sort of utility. It's just a fine art thing. Maybe there's less money in that. Maybe there's more money in that. Who knows? We'll see how the market ends up uh, playing out. Next story, Cool Cats teases new characters this Friday. We've seen Cool Cats go from the uh, the, the next PFP after Board Ape Yacht Club and CryptoPunks to break 10 ETH. It was the third to do that. Very, very strong position in the NFT market at that time uh, to now, you know, a, a bit of a, a pretty robust pullback, strong NFT NYC presence. A lot of people enjoyed their event, but they in the video game direction and it didn't work out that well. A lot of people thought that they should have just leaned into the IP, the intellectual property of the project. And that's what it looks like they're doing, teasing new characters. The floor price has pulled back, however, so the market is not necessarily responding <laughs> in a positive way. Kicks you, you're laughing. Uh, you must be opinionated. You can go first. Well, I guess all the uh, all of the people pumping cool gats have left the ecosystem, so there's nothing uh, nothing keeping those uh, prices propped up. And we're going, we're just going all the way back down to the fundamentals here. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, once again, if I'm trying to teach my kid like colors and ABCs, I think these th this is some fun stuff. I'd love to see it in a children's book. Um, but like, I'm definitely not going to be like running around this ecosystem, uh, personally. Uh, but I definitely think that the arts on brands, um, that's pretty cool. But it, like there, I just feel like a lot of these projects are getting into these. You got to pick a lane, pick a lane and go down the lane with confidence, pick, pick a lane and go down the lane with confidence. Like doodles has confidence in their whole like direction that they're going. Um, cool cats. It looks like they just went from going down one lane to like now they're making their own version of what doodles is trying to do um i like board a Yacht club Yuga labs they're going down their lane with confidence they got their they got their thing and they're going down it with confidence like if if you're an established project you kind of have to pick a direction because like what are they going to do now you're gonna you're gonna make me an animated series oh great dude can't wait to see it on youtube <laughs> all right very opinionated from kicks uh didn't expect that nifty nick over to you Mm, well, I don't like the look of these uh, characters personally, but I'm like been negative Nancy on a bunch of things recently, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I think it just may be like personal emotional situations and problems that I'm dealing with, and that's probably the source of a lot of my opinions. Uh, I would also say we were reviewing. We had a meeting where we were looking at different PFP projects earlier today because uh, that's the sort of thing that we do with the Nifty. And we were uh, looking, uh, Cool Cats was listed. The 20th most rare uh, version just sold for, what was it, 9 ETH? Yeah, top 20 rarity, you know, selling 9 for, ETH. Yeah. So that's like... Oh, a, the mighty have fallen. That's, that's not a good look on the price for that. Now, it was one that I wouldn't use, but it was the one with the TV head. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think when their price was higher, that, that thing definitely would have... 
fetched, you know, 20, 20 ETH probably at least. Probably, probably more, yeah. Maybe probably 30, 40. Pico top, more. Pico top more. big, yeah, big money. 100. Big, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, uh, it's sad to see, to be completely honest, is, is like one of the issues with um, NFTs is momentum. And frankly, that's the case with all startups. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just feels like they lost some momentum and I, I don't like seeing it. It's, it's, not a, it's not a good thing because frankly, there's not that many projects that um, have crushed it in this space. So uh, I include them in it. But uh, Sorry, I, been, I talked for a while. Ben, what's yeah, on uh, no worries. Your, your mind? Ben? No, you're good. I, I actually agree with, with each of you or uh, all of you about you know your takes on this and Nick, I, I say like it, it is kind of sad. They were, you know, one of the top projects. They were looking to be, you know, the neck and neck with Bored Apes and then they kind of fell behind. And this is one that I, even to this day, I still think has the most mass appeal in terms of, you know, a, a global audience. Like, you know, Hello Kitty isn't the the best art, but like it, it's got a lot of great appeal. Um, and and Kicks, I, I think they're, they're, they just have I'm an, an identity crisis. No, no, no. I, I agree with you, man. I, I, th they're they're like, um, you know, going through puberty where they they don't know who or what they are, and they're trying yeah. different styles and trying to see what works. Or, you know, going with a mohawk and then shaving it all off, and you know, just can't really make up their mind. But um, yeah, I think the Cooltopia was, it was it was an interesting approach. Um, but you know, I, I I played it and I didn't really care to just click on something that's gonna give me tokens and you know there's there's not not really any interactivity besides just clicking buttons there's no real it's kind of like a wolf game you know it's like not like a yeah. really real real game well, it's not entertaining and um you know this is something i always thought they should have stayed down the ip lane and you know with the cat specifically but i i think that they're trying to become a little not as much doodles but a little more v friends maybe with like these different characters and you know, V Friends doesn't have the best art either, but it's about the community. Um, yeah, but it, it's just sad to see what happened to them. I, you know, I really like them and support them. I just don't think that the, the team ever really had, you know, a good operational background. Yeah, exactly. That's that the now. thing, too, is a lot of times these projects, they got cut, they get cut off in more momentum that they're capable of. And it's really mm -hmm. not their fault for gravity to start, you know pulling them back down to earth you know they tried a minute point zero eight it didn't work out they had to cut down to point zero two to sell out you know what i mean right. um and then got caught up in this like major bull run pump um but hey they got a lot of money uh and if they're not burning it too bad then they have time on their side to like you know find the direction that's winning for uh the, them as a company and their community the uh the hello kitty comment i had not looked up hello kitty and I, I didn't remember what it looked like. That really is. It kind of looks like it. Like it kind of mm -hmm. looks like Hello Kitty. That not clicked with me. But wow. I think Hello Kitty is definitely what people reference when they think of Cool Cats. Hello Kitty, incredibly popular IP brand, sold billions of dollars worth of basically just merch and toys. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Cool Cats. Next story. Goodbye, v friends. Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, that was good. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, has anyone made that joke before? Because that's a good one. No, um, I don't think so. so <laughs>
Um, VFRETS announces a seed investment uh, by the venture fund A16Z, which invests in entrepreneurs building the next internet. Um, and so this is a $50 million seed round for VFRETS, not quite the $450 million seed round that Yuga Labs received, uh, but a sizable one nonetheless. Uh, what do we think? This is, is this standard standard procedure? No surprise. Do we think, oh, wow, that's actually a lot of capital for VFriends. I mean, they already made a lot of money. I know the VFriends primary sale was $30 million. VFriends 2 is probably a sizable amount as well. What do we think about the VFriends seed round led by A16Z? We will throw to Ben at first this time. I think it's I think it's good for the space. I think they're one of the most investable projects there are. Like they're one of the more professionally led projects. So if there is going to be money coming in, it's going to go to projects like that. And they're one that I could actually see doing things with it with that money that makes sense. Like you know, I, I was going to ask you your guys' thoughts specifically because of uh, VCon. I wasn't able to attend, but I think that it could probably spur more things like that happening, which is good for the space and. Um, you know, that community is one that was pretty much built out of first time NFT holders like the uh, Gary likes to brag that like the onboarding they did was mostly to people who were not familiar with buying and selling NFTs. So um, I think, you know, them being able to get this kind of investment is bullish for obviously V friends in their community. But and I'm not a holder, but I think it's bullish for the, the NFT community at large that. <laughs> Um, it, it will it will be more optimistic for funds to want to invest in in more professional projects if they're able to do good things with that money. How I'm wondering what, what the exit path is for V friends. That's the only thing. Well, there's two things. One is Chris Dixon used to be a New York City based uh, investor and blogger from my, my recollection of many years ago, and I'm pretty sure that's uh, or Gary was. Um, probably connected with uh, him early on. So it's not surprising to see this. Uh, I also feel like uh, Gary is saying, I want this to be like competing with Board Ape Yacht Club, essentially. So he goes and raises capital from the same, uh, the same team at a slight, slightly less uh, money. Just Bert 10x less, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 10 times less money. A little bit smaller, money. yeah. But, um, but it's still a significant amount. I wonder, like, what the uh, exit plan is. Is five million that much? Fifty million. That's a fifty million round, not fifty million investment. No, that's fifty million investment. Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm hundred percent yes. positive. It, it would yeah. be the valuation that would. Board be Board Ape Yacht Club raised four hundred fifty million dollars. Yes. So um, <laughs> check your <laughs> these. Check these your are numbers. facts. They, these they, are... they have different plans as well, too, like with what they want to do. Yeah, it's totally different paths. So uh, I guess they're viewing it as not a conflict of interest because, it, which I don't view V Friends and Board Ape Yacht Club as competitors. I see them right. occupying uh, similar markets but doing different things. But even still, like wow, uh, that's impressive. That said, the comp that I would be looking at here is I think Internet Bubble 1.0 and Internet.com was the company. And a guy, Alan Meckler, who bought my last company, had started this and sold it for hundreds of millions of dollars during the internet bubble. He sold that, and he'd have Steve Jobs and Bill Gates speak at those conferences, people at that time who uh, were kind of irrelevant to the majority of the world. So I think that um, 
what he's going for is, uh, you know, cultural relevance. Uh, the conference to me is the biggest part of this. That brand is it. So anyways, that's, that's my thought. I like it. I like his conference. It, it's the best one that we've gone to. So yeah, I like it. Kicks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good seed round, right? That values the ecosystem at like a company at a half a billion dollars, probably. Um, I mean, we don't know how much they uh, invested, if they got more than 10%, but a lot of times it's around that range. So pretty strong valuation for the ecosystem. Um, and then also gives them a lot of capital to work on building things. It doesn't require them to request more money from their community or from like, you know, the players so i think that's like always really good to see um what's surprising in this brutal bear market is like a news event like this in like you know last late last year would have probably doubled the floor price yeah well real quick on that real quick on that though would it because i feel like i remember pixel vaults funding round happened and that didn't really have eh. that material of an impact right I, and that was peak bull they have so many different things in that ecosystem it's like what what would pump the comic or the meta hero or the DAO tokens. You know, there's so much. It also pumped in advance. There was because right, it was, actually, it, it, it was leaked, info. and yeah. then once once it was revealed, I think the price went down. Yeah, it was like a seventy five percent. I bought them at like three and sold them at like five. Okay, there you go. so there was a pump. I was wrong. All right, so Yuga Labs at next door. Yuga Labs adds a five percent royalty fee on MeBits NFT sales. The first news event for MeBits, which were originally created as the follow up to CryptoPunks by Larva Labs, you know, largely left unattended, and I think Nick would say completely left unattended, and then acquired by Yuga Labs when they bought both MeBits and uh, CryptoPunks. Got one tweet from Gordon Goner, one of the founders partners of Yuga Labs and Board Ape Yacht Club saying that he had big plans for MeBits coming and that caused a pump on MeBits in addition to you know the Yuga Labs acquisition of Larva Labs and MeBits and now we have the first news event essentially being a royalty Nick was fired up about this on the morning show he gave us a few minutes of air, air time to let us know what he thought what's going on I'm glad that you're calling on me here um, because uh, this is bullshit so here's the deal. You, got, you come out with an announcement. You just make it 5%. Get the hell out of here. Get, just just go, get away. Uh, it, actually, I don't really care. Um, I, don't, I don't trade uh, MeBits. I'm just holding it. It was a weird announcement because it was just reaffirming the fact that they're committed to, uh, to, to the MeBits, which they had already stated. And they were like, we're really excited to be working on this. The news story outside of the 5% was that they've, um, they've put together a team of people who are, uh, who are already passionate about Mebits. I don't know if you remember Mebits DAO, that, uh, the really like depressing community, which was always <laughs> hoping that Mebits would become something one day. Well, this is their moment. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's what the situation is at this moment. Someone identified that I skipped sets at the gym today. Good point. Um, I don't know how you identify that. But anyways, <laughs> yo, uh, MeBits, I don't know. Like, I'll be interested to see what they do. You know, it, it's, one, it's the lowest price asset in the entire ecosystem outside of raw other deed land. So I like it as an asset. And it also makes me concerned um, about sort of the price of mutants and things like that. Okay. Kicks? Yeah, man. I mean, I bought a couple 
Mebits in the three to four ETH range. I thought it was a, a good value down there um, because for this very reason, which I think that, uh, you know, Yuga Labs has a plan for Mebits. Uh, so I think charging a royalty fee is a no brainer because it allows them uh, when they're doing financial modeling to be like, okay, we think Mebits can make us this much. So like, therefore we can invest this much into it as any uh, logical business person would do, um, you know, no shade on Larva Labs. But I mean, I think like their biggest roadmap feature for Mebits was like, here's like some 3D modeling. Good luck out there. You know what I mean? So like, you know, this actually, I think you Labs is going to have a direction uh, a vision for me bits and stick along that path. Um, so I still like them. I, I I've always liked me bits. I think they're cute, cuddly, and I think they integrate very well into a like gaming or Minecraft Roblox esque uh, metaverse. So I think there's a lot of potential there. Ben, I'm really really excited about this because now I can finally use my ApeCoin governance to vote to put all that 5% royalty back into <laughs> ApeCoin. And I'm just, we're just going to get dropped as uh, board ape holders. We're going to get dropped all the 5% royalties of MeBits forever. And it's not going to go to the development of MeBits. So I'm, I can't wait to write that proposal and vote on it. Nick, if you want to delegate your coins to me, I would like to have more coins to put Dude, towards this. I'm So I'm down. What, what, how awesome would it be if we actually like ransacked the entire business and we and we we proposed something which was like we deserve all the revenue from this business <laughs> to go to ApeCoin moving all forward. The little known fact is that Mebits are going to be the ones that will be building the Mecha Ape for your apes. So you're going to have to come to one of us, and our Mebit will just chisel it for you <laughs> for a small fee. Work to earn. I love it. So yeah, no, I I think it's great. Like like Nick said, just th there's a renewed interest or or. Uh, an, another messages a message about their interest in actually doing something with Nebits. They said with the punks that they weren't really going to do anything, and the utility that they would provide would go to Mebits. So, um, you know, people who hold Mebits should be happy about this in a way. But I did see some hate, of course, about you know you haven't done anything for us yet. Why should you start taking revenue? And I think it's because well, you haven't done anything for Yuga yet. So why should they? take money out of what they've already done to provide additional utility when they've already bought the licensing and given people the IP and, and they've benefited in a way. And now they're saying, you know, for, for their books, they're going to take 5% royalty on the sales of this. And then they'll probably, or most likely use those funds for Mebits as opposed to taking it out of the, the uh, profit loss of the, the rest of their company. Well, we'll have to see what comes of MeBits. Uh, I think people do feel better about them now that they are in Yuga Labs. Hand. We have an impromptu news story that we hadn't planned on, but I felt was necessary to bring out. Pranksy, well-known whale, known for buying over 1,000 Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs early on and basically creating the market for them on the secondary for months afterward, now only owns one Board Ape. Um, and just, yeah, well-known, outspoken whale in the space said, we've all been quiet for many months now, but Murat Pak, the popular artist Pak, can we please get some answers about poets, Merge, Ash, etc.? There was a supposed grand plan and many vague promises made, dates set, 
dates missed. Some news would be nice for those of us who invested heavily. First of all, <laughs> I just want to tweet take... this the other day. Did I? I, I feel did... like I tweeted this exact thing, or I was like, anybody remember Murat Pak? Yeah, but you don't have take... any clout. I want to take a quick sec. I want to take a quick sec. Who's been saying this for a while? This squad has been saying this for a while. And we got hosed, dude. Remember when we pulled it up and we're just like, none of this makes sense. And we all got attacked on social media. Like, you don't understand, Pac. That's called bag holders getting extremely mad. And it's basically the source of most polarization in the NFT space. If somebody gets mad at like a media person in the NFT space, it's almost always because they own an asset. And they felt like you said, not even something negative about the asset, just anything besides like a full on promotion of the asset will upset people. And that's what happens with pack a lot, but I'm not seeing it as much anymore. I don't think I'm going to get DMS after this video about saying like, you don't understand pack because I think the bag holders are finally curling up into a ball and realizing that it was all hopium because it's a straight up rug pull. Um, that's my opinion. Uh, I, I realized that after nothing happened with the pages and he did another $100 million primary sale. That was when I knew, was when he put out a blank page and it was supposed to be like, oh, this is so crazy. Nothing happened with it aside from a lousy PFP project that nobody cared about. The pages are on the fast track to zero. They're like 33% of mint price right now. 53% or 53,000 of them unburned because the supplies through the roof. And then they just turned around and did another $100 million plus primary sale. So I'll throw it to Nick first. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, we've already been saying it. I don't think there's anything new on this. Um, yeah, dude, they just took a bunch of money, sold you uh, a canvas, called it magic. And people were like, this is – it's literally the, uh, the 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 what is it? The naked the... – Oh, wow. Nick got rugged. Pack came the in. Oh, oh, you no, were rugged for a second, Nick. No, well, for one second you okay. were rugged, and I, I thought well, that you, Pac you came know, in. You know the king with you. no clothes? Emperor. Emperor, the emperor no has clothes. no clothes on. Yeah, exactly. There you go. This is basically that situation, and it's what it was at the beginning. Uh, now Pia was frozen. It's, I guess we're going in circles, but um, it, it was it was interesting to uh, see. And I, when people would be like, yo, yo, this is the most brilliant thing ever. I'm collecting all of the circles or all of the cubes and all this other bl or blank paper. And I'm just like, why the fuck are we giving this guy so much money? Like, this is the, the dumbest thing ever. So I, I, I was always fading. I haven't posted something. Remember when I, I did a tweet? Where I was like, look, I'm going to cut to the chase, <laughs> chase, and I posted on our video, here's what the end conclusion of this whole exercise is. And it's literally just a circle <laughs> on, on a black And then circle. he put it out, actually. And he After I had tweeted that, he, was, he posted it for real. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. When Anyways. you posted it, it was hilarious. When he posted it, it was really presented at like, like absorb, you know, this incredible work that I've completed. But okay, that was the merge piece, if you were, if you recall. Kicks, you're an OG Nifty Gateway guy. You know Pack. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I made a little money on Pack's cubes right at the top of Nifty Gateway. Uh, oh, I always that, made money buying Pack. Yeah. Maybe made five bucks selling those. 
those circle things. But yeah, I kind of wonder if Pack is Ezra Miller because then kind of like the downfall of Pack and the downfall of Ezra Miller in real life, they seem highly correlated. So uh, that that theory uh, may be uh, actuality. But um, yeah, a uh, big tree fall hard. Who's uh, ben? Ezra Miller? This is this is the first story that I'll say I really don't give a shit about. Uh, <laughs> I have no I have no investment in this. I haven't really followed it. Once I saw it, I had the similar thought as I did with loot, where I looked at it, I was just like, "This is stupid. I don't want anything to do with it." So, um, I I I can't say that I saw this coming. But the the more opaque and vague a project is about what they're doing, the less I trust them. Um, unless it's like a 10 KTF where they're actually giving you updates and doing things with it, even if they're just being vague and allow you to speculate. This was just something that I never understood what it was or why people would buy it. And usually when that's the case, it, you know, moons and I look like an idiot, but this is one where I was just happy to stay out. All righty. I made a uh, fun fact. I made money every time I bought a pack asset. I ended up selling for a profit every time. The problem is if you held them. Uh, all right. That's our, that's our uh, news story coverage there, gentlemen. Um, if we want to talk about the, uh, oh, kicks has a hard stop. You can jump off kicks. You're good to go. We can talk about the macro for a couple minutes and then wrap. Uh, Nick, you've been trying to trade this, this challenging environment. Some wins, some losses. What are you seeing now? Are you entering a trade? What What do you make of the technicals? I'm just waiting. Back to you, Pia. No, I'm just all right. Um, if we re if we really want it, I can share. Um, you can do two minutes. Uh, okay. Here's the technicals. We got the hourly on ETH. ETH uh, still looking very strong despite Marin's uh, warnings. We are at the top end, uh, top end of the Bollinger Bands range, uh, which Kix has gotten me to place on these charts. The BBs, as they're known. Um, I had bought uh, literally here um, yesterday. Uh, it pumped. Uh, it dumped. I sold here, uh, <laughs> literally, and then it went back up. So that's that's what happened with my trade on this. Um. Uh, credit to Captain Kicks, King Kicks, literally said 17.25. We're sitting at it. Um, we kind of laughed, and uh, he was bot on. So he called it with that. Uh, I this my target was up here 17.80. We we tapped it uh, and came down. Uh, that was when we were down at 14.29. I'd said that over. I think uh, way back over here. Um, on July, boop, 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 boop. that was the 18th, so a couple of weeks ago. Um, should have just listened to my own advice and stop trading the hourly chart because it, it will literally wreck you. So the lesson learned in recently uh, recently was, um, at least for me personally, this is effective to see uh, sort of patterns. The daily is even better. Trading the hourly is one of the worst things you can possibly do. Um, I don't like, why would I be holding for days, but then trading the hourly? It doesn't make any sense. It's the wrong way to trade it. Um, but there are patterns that can be identified there. We're at a key level here. We need, uh, one of the things that we're looking for is the weekly. Um, and actually the weekly on BTC is what uh, most people are watching. 
And uh, what we're looking for is some level. And I think the only way you can go back is back over. Man, I got to zoom out. Oh, here it is. This is a, we got a level up here. We got a level down here. If we close above this level, um, and even higher would be great. But if we close above, it's hard to see here. Sorry. If we close above this level, um, we have potentially a, uh, which is, what is this? 23,440. If we close above that on the weekly, we're entering a, a bullish, um, potentially a, a strong bullish um, direction. And the next level up is around here, around the 30K level um, is where we would be targeting. So I may re-enter. Um, I'm waiting to see where the weekly closes. I'd said that on our show the other morning. Um, and then moving forward uh, in the future, I, I've like accumulated some. So I'm not my whole, my whole I, I keep collecting Bitcoin. I, I collected a lot of it below or around, uh, around the below 20K basically. So in the 19... Uh, 19k area when we were down here um, I picked up some and uh, and I'm just holding that so I'm not trading that portion of the portfolio um, I've just been holding that part uh, but so that's looking good but uh, as for the uh, trades I'm probably going to reduce my frequency of trading um, to zoom out to some of these bigger trades because broadly speaking we've been right um, and I get stopped out on daily volatility, which has been really wrecking us at this uh, moment in time. Um, a lot of people have been calling for another, you know, uh, retrace. It's a weird environment to be in as well. We still have high inflation. You look at the uh, S&P, though, today closed up 1.4%, NASDAQ up 1.8%. So this could just be part of a um, serious relief rally, uh, which is what we're aiming for. And I could see definitely uh, this going up to 30K. And I would love to participate in that run-up. That, that's all I'm saying. I'll put a lot of money towards that. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's where I'm at. All righty. Well, we can wrap on that. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching. As usual, make sure that Yo. you hit the like button, smash the subscribe button. What happened to the chief story, which was the painting? That was the biggest story of the day. <laughs> Do I not get recognition to, to at least share that? Go ahead. You're going to need to give me more of the screen, though, okay? You have a lot of the screen. No, but you need the wide view here. So people can see the scale of this painting because people have not seen it. This <laughs> size of the painting. Uh, so it's about, and it's it's the, about the uh, same uh, size as Nick, so it's about three feet tall. Her, uh, <laughs> purchase a painting, custom made if you want. Ben just that, let us know how big it was. It, it's the size of you, so it's three feet tall. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, you saw Nick's amazing painting by Witters. Shout out to fine artist Witters. She absolutely crushed that. I wish I had uh, asked her to do something like that for me. But shout out to Nick for getting it done. As usual, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button. Hope you enjoyed the show and have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. See you later. Later.